welcome back to the SBK betting podcast, a Newbury special and Newbury host a 1,000 and 2,000 guineas trial this weekend in the shape of the Fred Darling and the Greenham stakes. And we're going to have a look at those, preview them. And we're also going to have a look at this stage with only two weeks to go to the big races, the two classics. And we're going to have an anti-post selection from Ross Miller and James Millman, who join me as always. No Tom Collins, he's been allowed off on holiday, uh, but we will have him back um, soon enough. But Ross and James trusted with their selections as we return to focus on the flat. So very big hello to Ross and to James. And we're going to start, as I said, with Saturday's racing, uh, the Fred Darling Stakes, which takes place at 2.25, run over seven furlongs at Newbury. The ground is currently good, uh, but it's pretty warm at the moment. So I wonder if it might get a lot quicker for these fillies. Um, this race was won by Alcohol Free last year who got a bit unbalanced wrong side of the truck in the 1,000 guineas itself, but went on to become a dual group one winner. So this race has come up, thrown up some quality in the past. Whether it's a 1,000 guineas winner, we'll see it. See, We'll have to see what the guys think. But the betting as it stands, Wild Beauty is the two to one favorite, but Godolphin, Jumbly is seven to two, Shara is five to one, Majestic Glory, Nazanin and Perfect News, all seven to one, 10 to one bigger the rest. James, I'll start with you first. As I said, I, I had to go back a long way to even find a, a filly who's who's ran in this race and then gone on to win the guineas. I wonder if you can go back in your mind and remember who it is because it's not didn't come off the top of my head. But it does always throw up, as I say, a, a filly with quality that will go on for better things throughout the season. So how do you think that this field sums up uh, at this stage? Well, I've always viewed it as a weak the race to get black type for some of these fillies generally it's, it's not that strong last year was actually an exception i think there was a massive field and it was a pretty strong contest this time around it does look like that charlie appleby whose horses are absolutely flying at the start of the year they've hit the ground running uh wild beauty she's a solid favorite she's um you mentioned two to one i certainly wouldn't be surprised if she went on to win because she progressed every start last year and while she's not a 1000 guineas winner in my mind she's a horse that could certainly win at this level Group three and um, not having any penalties for, for last year's group one win over in America. How strong that was, I'm, I'm not too sure because you've been beaten by both Inspiral at Sandown and Majestic Glory at Newmarket. But she deserves to be favourite. Uh, Jumbly, she didn't do much wrong last year. The only time she had a, a real tough test, she came up short behind Hello You at Newmarket. So I'm going to look at the ones that are very much likely raced. We've got two once race individuals, Shara for the Gosdens, who won by neck at Yarmouth, and another Yarmouth winner which is slightly less fashionable. But Jane Chabelheim's heat of the moment was very impressive at 33 to 1 when beating favourite child at Yarmouth. Uh, that individual had a lot of experience under her belt, favourite child, and she was actually second in a list race on her next start. So I think that was a really good debut. Uh, we've seen Jane Chabelheim with Saffron Beach last year, who um, ran an absolute cracker in the 1,000. And Claymore was second in to Native Trail today, having had one win one run as a juvenile. So I think Jane's got a really good squad in her hands. I think he at the moment could be overpriced, a nice each way angle when Wild Beauty sets a, a solid standard and is our most likely winner. But looking at the prices, I thought he at the moment could be could be very interesting. Okay, 10 to 1 about um, this Philly heat at the moment for you. Also, pedigree wise, I know you, you, you like looking at the, this type of thing, especially Philly's going two into three by Bobby's kitten. Does she look on breeding? Suggests that this trip seven furlongs is, is right for her and, and she could develop into could even be 
further than that. Well, you look at the owner, Kirsten Rowden, and you're kind of thinking of some Mark Prescott two-mile boats that are a little bit on the slow side sometimes, but it's a quite a speedy pedigree. And Bobby's Kitten, as usual, supported one of our own sires. And the mayor, Heat the Night, most of her performance is six to a mile. So trip-wise is fine. Um, I think will improve visually. It looked like seven at seven would suit last time. The penny really dropped inside the final furlong. And um, I do think that it's just certainly see, see out seven, seven well. Probably not as strong as there as some of the horses you see in these colours. But yeah, sevens would be a nice starting point for this one season. The same colours um, as Sandrine as well, who will be, I'd imagine, heading to the 1,000 guineas as well. A, a, a big uh, profile filly for Kirsten Rousing last year. And again, by, as I said, by Bobby's Kitten, her own sire too. Ross, um, I know you love pedigrees, love looking at, thinking at, uh, at, at those at those fillies who, who could develop into horses that potentially will will get further than this. A lot of them might have been campaigned over six furlongs um, and shorter than than seven furlongs. So it's a, an ask for a filly at this time of the year as well. I always think it's fascinating to see you know who's developed. Um, I think James has touched on a really good point about Charlie Appleby's horses getting off to a really big start, and we've seen this at Newmarket this week. They've just been a lot more forward than others. Do you think that puts Wild Beauty in a in a stronger position looking at this race? I think it does, but I entirely concur with what James said and that she she's not a superstar. Um, she might well be good enough to win to win this because I think he's right. It's not the strongest renewal, but I took a very similar attack to him and I want to oppose Wild oppose Wild Beauty and Jumbly uh, Jumbly uh, Wild Beauty for the reasons he's mentioned. Jumbly, the only time she was beaten, the ground was soft, and I just uh, was good. She likes soft ground. Let's get this right. I just wonder whether this quicker ground could just find her out. So again, the one I came down on entirely unexposed is Roger Varian's Miss uh, Miss Carol Ann. Um, she was really impressive on debut at Newmarket, um, bombed out at Newbury on soft ground behind Jumbly but she traveled like the best filly in the race for, for, for large parts of that. And then when she came off the bridle, she found nothing. Finished very tired, finished very weakly. If you can put that down to the ground and it was getting in towards October and the weather's changing and that can really affect the, the fillies, particularly when they're just two years old. If you could put a line through that, I would like her chances back on, on good ground. Um, I think she, she's got a profile of a horse that could make up into a smart performer. Kingman's generally come forward as three-year-olds. You know, he gets his two-year-old winners, but I think they do develop on into their three-year-old year. And the dam is from a family, uh, Summerhand and Eastern Impact, who have all done their best work as they've got older. Um, so in a race that I think is very much and should be viewed as a, as a viewing tool and, and watch and look for the signs of fillies that have come on, the fillies that perhaps haven't developed, um, she was an interesting one for me, again, at a, at a decent each-way price for Roger Varian. Yeah, who's also had a good start. He had a, a nice winner earlier on today at Newmarket. She uh, she travelled nicely through that race at Newbury. That was won by Jumley. But as you said, the conditions just didn't suit her when the tips were down a bit. And uh, and she was also didn't go off on fancy. Looking at the result there, she went off 94 joint favourite, which goes to show, you know, after one run against Phillies with a bit more experience that she's clearly well thought of and I thought another interesting point was Arthur Cache winning yesterday uh, at Newmarket um, in, in the Guineas trial there I heard the connection saying that William Buick might is going to be available for the Guineas which I thought was very interesting considering they look like they've got Godolphin a, a horse for possibly if she was to win this while beauty 
uh, for the guineas. So if he's available for cachet, what's what's where's where's well what's happening to Wild Beauty? So I thought that was quite interesting. And um, when I looked at her profile, perhaps they might um, go somewhere else. She's she's travelled abroad already. So like the guys, I that kind of put me off her. Um, and as you say, she's a little bit exposed compared to the others. I'm going to stick with Jumbly. I'm just having a quick look at the weather forecast. And I'm pleased to see that there is a little bit of rain at Newbury over the next couple of days. Um, she's very well related. Um, she's uh, comes from a strong, strong family. And this is, as Harry Charlton has said to me in interviews, the best of the lot. Um, I'd like to see what size she is. She wasn't massive last year. So it'd be interesting to see how much she's grown and developed. But she, was she created a massive impression to me when I saw her win at Kempton. Um, and I'm just going to take a bit of a gamble on, on her being the best of this bunch. But in what might not be uh, the most standout renewals of this race. You have to go back to Lahan, fourth in this race in 2000, who then went on to win the 1000 guineas. So that just goes to show the record. But that's the Fred Darling Stakes. Uh, the second uh, race uh, of the day that we're going to look at is the Greenham Stakes over the seven furlongs. That will take place at three o'clock. Um, another uh, guineas trial. We were hoping we were going to see Caribus uh, for Godolphin line up in this race, but he's done a race course gallop instead, and he's going straight on to the 2000 guineas without a prep run. Run. So the quite remarkable Angel Bleu, Angel Bleu, Angel Bleu, uh, is currently, uh, uh, I'd imagine, going to be heading the betting. We're currently SBK without the prices. We're um, we're a day away from the final declarations which we get tomorrow but I imagine he will start off favourite Frankie de Tory but um, as well um, by Dark Angel out of a Galileo mare looks to me James on pedigree he will he could stay a mile trip in time but this seven furlongs is very much will be very much his, to his liking yeah I think he'll stay okay um, he was a very tough two-year-old he actually backed up when he won the vintage just three days after that defeat to New Science at Ascot and Lister Company. And he, he was tough, I think, when he won at France, his two group ones at the end of the mm. season. He clearly excels when the ground is exceptionally testing, which puts the other horses to detriment and, and they can't quite cope with those ground conditions. We saw the only time he really um, disappointed as such was when he ran by Berkshire Shadow in, in the Coventry on, on quick ground. He only finished 13th on that occasion. I don't know whether he's got that scope. He ran at Leicester at the start of the season in April, um, behind Gabas, and I and I just feel he's the type of, of horse that excels at two. He might have a solid three-year-old campaign, but he might not progress. That's a big concern for, for Perfect Power. Um, Ardad surprised me by how successful he was as, as, as a stallion last year. Ardad himself did not train on at all from two to three. And just looking at the horses he's had run this year, he's had 30 individual runners. He's only had two winners. One of those was a two-year-old. Um, that's very impressive for Amma Racing over in Ireland, Crispy Cats. And the other one um, was Salah, who's actually another Amo horse that moved over to Ireland from two to three. So he's had 28 already run and not get off the mark. And I just worry how much the progeny will train on. So for me, it's, it's a best watched for perfect power. A horse mm -hmm. I absolutely loved last year was Lucelle, uh, a typical son of Memas. He was compact, very laid back, looked very easy to deal with, a really easy ride. Um, he just progressed, shocked him winning at 28 to one on debut. Actually, third to Angel Blur to Ponty Fracton, what ended up to be a hot conditions before going on a bit of a roll. A little bit disappointing in the champagne, but maybe in the end of a, end of a long season, we didn't see him after that. But for me, he's going to make a great sire, Lucelle, and I hope he trains on because like I said, I really like his attitude and he was where I was ending up. And in an open green, and I think there's loads to consider. Um, we've got 
again, for me, no potential superstar over the mile anyway. Um, but there could be some, some nice types. And I thought Lucille, for me, I'd just like to see him train on from, from two to three and, and boost his stallion prospects. So I think he'll be a good stallion in due course. Yeah, I thought that perhaps they might just go for it and send him off to stud at, at two in, instead of three. So I was quite pleased to really see him in training. But Richard Hannon has, has bombed this race in the past, shinned it. Uh, Barney Roy and, and, his, and his old man won it with Olympic glory as well. And he's also... Importantly, Lucelle already won over the seven furlongs. Really interesting insight from James there about um, the sire, our dad, Ross. What do you think about that in terms of he really got off the ground running and really impressed a lot of, of a lot of us who are interested in first season sires. But those it is really about those two to three year olds, whether they're, you know, there are the likes of Ribchester, for example, who's the sire of Flaming Rib, who himself got better as he got older. And the our dads who just might have just, peak that too yeah i think i think it's definitely a concern um i think james is right in this probably not a superstar over a mile in here i think if there is a superstar in here though it's and he trains on it's perfect power i mean he was he was really smart last year and he showed christopher sumon suits him beautifully um rides him with a sort of real sort of daring uh attitude finds the gaps when he wants them and, and always seems to have the horse to to take the gaps when they appear um, that to me suggests he's very classy. When he won the morning in uh, Deville, Christophe Sumer in an interview said he was fairly confident he'd stay seven furlongs. He wasn't so confident he'd stay a mile. Um, mm. That's the sort of uh, knowledge of a, of, a, of a professional that uh, I certainly wouldn't argue against. I think if he stays the, uh, the seven furlongs, he's going to stay on good ground on a flat track like Newbury. Um, so in a race that I'm keen to watch, less keen to, to bet in, perfect power would would be my selection and, and you know he's he's got a really unfashionable pedigree really you know our dad out of a mare sagely was rated 85 um was running on the all weather and won a couple of times over 10 furlongs and there's not really anything in the immediate family either um but the fact that she did stay 10 furlongs gives me a bit of hope that he might stay seven um i'd be keen to oppose angel blue i think he he's absolutely needs off ground to be seen at his best mm. So at this time of the year, a lot of it's got to be taken on chance. Have they trained on? Are they going to step forward? If he does, I think he's the best horse in the race. Yeah, interesting. I would agree with that. And I do think this race is going to massively cut up. As I said, we're, we're recording um, on a Wednesday afternoon before we get the declarations. And you can look through a lot of these aren't turning up. So I can't see there to be a huge amount. And I think process of elimination says that the likes of Angel Bleu won't like necessarily love the ground. Um, you could, but the Garbaster's form tailed off at the end of last season. Lucelle's an interesting one. Certainly, if he can bounce back, he's been off for a long time. We're now going to have a, a look at the 1,000 guineas and the 2,000 guineas as a whole. Um, we've had two trials um, this week in the shape on, of the Nell Gwyn and the Craven Stakes. Uh, we're going to start with the 1,000 guineas and um, how, um, the shape of the market as it looks like now. And Spiral, the unbeaten daughter of Frankel, four Chibli Park, John and Fady Goldstone, Frankie Dottori. Uh, the hype horse is five to two currently. Tenebrism, also unbeaten for um, Aidan O'Brien, um, seven to two. Discoveries, eight to one, along with Tuesday, 10 to one for Homeless Songs, who we've already seen out. Um, and there's also one a trial of sorts for Dermot Weld. And Malavaf is 10 to 1, along with Zelly 2, and their bigger prices for the rest, including Cachet. 
16 to 1, Ross, you can get for Cache, who won the Nelgwyn. What were your thoughts on, on that performance? Um, is she a 1,000 guineas type? I think you'd have to say she's she's certainly got a, and this is going to sound bizarre, she's got a better chance having done that than you would have given her at the back end of a two-year-old year. You know, she's clearly come forward again, and she, she stepped up all the way through last year. Um, you'd think there's probably something a bit better than her in there, but she's proven that she'll stay. She's proven that she's trained on. Uh, she's clearly tough and hardy because she had a real campaign last year, ended up in America, um, was unfortunate there. Um, I, I think she's, she's tough. I think she's got a chance, but whether she's quite classy enough to be thought of as a 1000 guineas contender, I, I at this stage would probably say, would probably say no. Um, I think something better will, will, will come along. Okay, so that's that's Cache. There was a couple of other horses in behind her, including Hello You, who was the third. She's still in uh, the Guineas reckoning as well. Um, James, from what you've seen from the from the two year old from the Phillies when they were two year old last year, um, who are you most excited to see turning into a three year old and essentially uh, for as a one thousand Guineas candidate? Well, there's one that we didn't really see very much, and that's Tenebrism, who. Won, I think, the opening two-year-old race of the season at Nace, pretty impressively on soft ground over five. And then, then she had a setback, and it was effectively six months before we saw her back on the track. And that was um, beaten Flotus, where she absolutely took off up the stand-side row. And, and that may have been a little bit of an advantage. She could have been a, t- a touch flattered, but against that, with her inexperience um, doing that on just a second start, and what you could argue was effectively a first start, um, having had her debut so long ago compared to her rivals, I, I was seriously impressed by what we saw. Uh, in Spiral, she kept on doing the job. Um, I was never massively impressed, but every single time she won. Prosperous Voyage, she beat that filly twice at Doncaster and Newmarket to end her season. Not the best filly in the world. She's a, a filly that can get black type, but I'm not quite sure. She's actually over 100, Prosperous Voyage. Um, and Rolling the Dice, who finished third in the May Hill. I saw that at Newbury and she was a tiny little memas. So form-wise, I don't think there was a great deal of strength and depth to Inspiral, but against that trained by Genius. And her pedigree looks like she'll improve a little bit from, from two to three as well, being a daughter of Frankel. Um, I just felt out of two of them, I like Tenebrism going forward. And if the daughter Caravaggio, that's the question mark, Frankel will certainly stay up to a mile and a half. Caravaggio's, will they stay further than, than Southern or even a mile. So that, that that's the question mark pedigree wise. But the way she hit the ground on the run to the line at Newmarket, I was impressed. She's out of a pivotal mare. I think there's hope and, and Aidan O'Brien thinks there's hope as well. So uh, Tenebrism is, is the one for me that I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do in the 1,000 guineas. Yeah, uh, fascinating when you read the quotes about Tenebrism before that win at, at Newmarket after that long layoff that they were thinking of sending her to a seven furlong race. She clearly has a lot of speed um and it is that question mark about whether she'll stay always it it just always is with these with these horses um but i've i've read in his uh his uh pre-season tour um that he was very uh, aiden o'brien was very happy with how she uh galloped in front of um horses um in in a piece of work at at the curra um for seven and a half furlongs and she picked up well off of it so that that you know that gives a that gives a good uh, signal there. And also, don't, don't you think, James, you've got to really respect the Aidan O'Brien record in this race. It's just, 
ridiculous, really, when you look through it. And horses that sometimes not necessarily the, the favoured ones, Mother Earth being one of them, Hermosa going all the way back, she was 14 to 1 as well. So is there anything to say that we haven't even got, because I agree about Ten of Rhythm, that we might have been looking, uh, we should be looking at a couple of these Aiden O'Brien fillies? Well, Homecoming Queen is probably the classic example who actually beat Inspiral's damn Starscope. I think Starscope was placed mm. behind Homecoming Queen in that 1,000 guineas a few years ago. Um, one might pop up, and sometimes Aiden doesn't doesn't actually know which one it's going to be. Yeah, Starscope, she was second, beaten nine lengths by Homecoming Queen at 33 to 1 um, in her 1,000 guineas back in 2012. Nothing stands out on paper to me, but I wouldn't ever rule out any of the Doyle horses if if some outsiders take part. And, and talking about the trip, the way Bayadol is, Aiden will have run her over a mile at home effectively. Mm. And, and have a have a pretty strong idea um, whether she'd stay. And I, I, I think he's confident that she will, um, even if it may not have been quite proper race pace. They've got such strength and depth that they can they can work them to pretty high standard and have a pretty good idea what they're going to do and what they're going to achieve. Yeah, the, the facilities there are just mind-blowing um, when, you, when you've had the privilege of being there or even of, of hearing about it or seeing videos of it. They've just got every opportunities they can they basically recreate um, epsom as well for their derby horses um contrary chapel one of them who really disappointed um in the guineas trial at leperstown i think she'd imagine she's she had an issue after that i doubt she'll be taking place but tuesday's one of them um for, for um that that team who made a really good impression in the maiden how good she is we'll, we'll go to see but she's bred to be pretty good being out of lily langtree and by galileo and that's the pedigree that just makes you mouth water when you think about the 1000 guineas ross um we know you love your pedigrees is that what what looks to you as tailor-made 1000 guineas philly well i mean you have to say that the, the top two in the market look the two standouts both in what they've done uh and on pedigree i i agree with james it's a little bit you feel a bit cruel, really, to sort of throw some stones at Inspiral in terms of an unbeaten mm -hmm. filly, but you do have to question what she's beaten. And I would also have a slight reservation about the fact she was doing all of that over the fifth of a mile as a two-year-old. And I just wonder whether, as she goes into three-year-old year, she's going to need 10 furlongs to be at her absolute best, whereas Tenorism has perhaps got a bit more scope for improvement going up in trip. Because James is right, she took off like a rocket in the Chiefly Park up that rail. And you'd imagine if they'd have gone another furlong, she'd have been even further clear. Um, in, a, in a press piece I saw, Aidan O'Brien shut someone down very quickly that suggested she might not stay. It would appear they have no concerns whatsoever that she'll stay. Um, so who are we to argue? Um, mm. So for me, it would be tenorism against Inspiral. The one that I, I, I have liked all the way through her two-year-old year, and I was desperate for them to step her up from six furlongs to seven, and it never happened, was Sandrine from the Andrew Balding Yard. Now, she was well behind Tenorism in the Chiefly Park, but she didn't get the run of the race. She was sort of posted a bit wide, and then the groups merged, and she had to sort of fight to get a position. And, and by that time, Tenorism had, had quite literally flown, but she stayed on really well to the line. Chiefly Park came at a time when Andrew Balding's horses perhaps weren't firing as, as they had at the start of the year. Um, She's got a pedigree to make up into, into a miler on the dam side. Um, I think she's interesting at a big price, albeit if Tenorism stays, I think she'll be a couple of lengths clearer of these at, at, at the line. 
Okay, Fandering 20 to 1 um, must point out Tenebrism's damn um, immortal verse, the great immortal verse, who beat Goldakova in a pre-Jacques Lamarois um, chase home Frankel on occasions, was a miler. I just think she's got a perfect pedigree to suggest that she will be um, at her best at this trip and her dam just improved and improved um, with time as well. I just love loved her attitude to come back off after a, a break at that age to have a setback and to, to be so tough and genuine to, to, to run at a trap like Newmarket, which can find fillies out at the end of the season. And she just, she really caught my eye and I really look forward to seeing her um, in the skinnies and at 72. I think she's a nice price as it stands. And the other thing I must mention, I'm, John and Lady Goldstone, we'll see how they get, get to by, by a couple of weeks time, but I think their horse has just been needing the run a little bit. They've been quite keen. Um, they had a nice winner of the Wood Ditton today, but I would, uh, I don't know, and also their record, maybe not as good as others, especially Aidan O'Brien in this um, either. Um, so week on Inspiral from, from Ross and James and I. Um, right, we'll head on to the Guineas, the 2000 Guineas, the big one. And um, wow, well, we've got a lot to discuss here, guys. Um, the market leader as it stands is Native Trial, who's been cut from seven to four to six to four from, for SBK off the back of his explosive win in the Craven, which I've been privileged enough to see in person. Um, Caribus, his stable mate, is seven to two. Luxembourg for Aidan O'Brien is nine to two. Point Lonsdale, another one for Aidan O'Brien is eight to one. And then 16 to one, perfect power, 20 bigger, the rest. Now, it all talk is going to be about Native Trail now. His performance, Ross, was, as I said, explosive. He's interesting in that he's an unusual and that he he, he kind of hits a bit of a flat spot and you think, are you going to pick up? Are you a bit hooked? No, you're not at all. And it's really those last fractions and the last half of furlong where he really explodes. Um, and that's what really took my breath away today. Um, he's a, physically a, a, a really eye-catching, special looking horse. And I think when Pinatobu, what we saw a couple of years ago was the hype, this leading two-year-old, and then he didn't really materialize into three. What we see with Native Trail that he is that he clearly has. Yeah, he looked like a three-mile chaser, didn't he? Um, he's <laughs> just a big, powerful galloping horse. And my reservation going into him as a three-year-old year was how would he handle coming down into that dip and, and hitting those ridges, you know, because sometimes these big, powerful horses can just be put out of balance by it. And truthfully, he just seemed to gallop through them. Um, he, he, at no point today, looked anything other than comfortable. He's got a very nice, relaxed way of going now, having been quite keen in his first couple of starts. And, okay, it probably wasn't a vintage race today, but he, he won it with any amount of ease. Um, Charlie Appleby seems to think he'll come forward for it, uh, which is probably a bit terrifying for everyone else. Um, mm. I, I think he's... I think he's the standout. I would have him above Caribus, A, on terms of ability, and also I think he's an easier ride. I think he's perhaps not so dependent on a strong pace as Caribus is. I think Caribus needs a strong pace to run at, and he'll need to be delivered fairly late um, because he has previously sort of got to the front and sort of stopped a little bit. So Native Trail, I would imagine, has got more adaptability in how the race is going to be run. Yes, Caribus has had a race course gallop, but, you know, James will perhaps tell us more, but I can't think there can be any substitute for going through another high quality race and that little bit of experience it, it brings, confidence it gives uh, William Buick. Um, I think he's going to take a, take a lot of beating. Luxembourg, 
I'm not all that in love with his head carriage, um, his pedigree by Camelot out of a mare that's thrown uh, 10 and, and 12 furlong horses. I think he's probably one for, for further down the line. And even then, I'm, he, he wins, but he's just got this awkward head carriage that I personally just doesn't endear uh, him to me. So I'd be a, a big fan of Nature's Trail. And then another one at a big price from, again, from Andrew Balding is a horse I loved last year. And I slightly followed him off the cliff and down to the, down to the bottom is, is Berkshire Shadow. But I'm just hoping upon hope that Andrew Balding mentioned a couple of times last year that he wasn't a typical two-year-old and he was quite tall, quite leggy. And I think he'd perhaps gone a bit lean at the back end of, of the year. If he's grown into that nice leggy frame, I'd be really interested to see what he can come back and do as a, as a three-year-old, because I thought he had a super attitude last year. He's tough. Um, he's got a bit of speed. He looks like he should stay further. Um, and he's a big price now, having been much shorter through the early part of last year. Um, so he'd interest me at a price. 66 to 1 is a, a pretty good price then um, for that. Whether he goes there, we'll see how it, how it all shapes up for him. But um, he did begin off his two-year-old campaign in a, in a great way. And you'd imagine like two-year-olds can do. They can suddenly get a bit, uh, can get a bit weak. Um, but I'd imagine he's, he's, he's done a good bit of strengthening up throughout the winter um, so Bark Shadow at a big price. Um, James, we'll come back to the, the native trail point as, as I'm not surprised Ross was very taken by um, that performance. Um, we've also heard lots of comments which have been really helpful from Charlie Appleby about these two horses, um, himself and Caribus. Native trail, he said on the post-race interview today, which I managed to just catch that, native trail was about 95% there today, which as you know, we were saying it probably is a bit frightening. What's he going to be at 100%? Kariba sounds like a bit of a work in progress, a bit more of a long-term plan for him. Um, uh, being by Dabawi, he's got the pedigree to possibly even be more of a Derby horse or a, more of a, just a later in the season horse. So it, he's kind of sort of gifting us with exactly what we want to hear in the confidence behind which selection we should go for as, as punters, don't you think? Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, that race was car. I'm not sure what horses he was with today, but I didn't think Necraven was a particularly great race today. And the, and the two that followed him home, Huya Mao, Mark, we didn't have much control of. And all he was worried about was holding on to him at the back of the field. Uh, Jane's horse claim around absolute cracker, but it was only having his second start and then was given a good positive ride by Adam Kirby. He was four to one on. I've only rated him 107, 110 for that performance today. And while he did everything right, he looked extremely easy. He settled, he relaxed, which is what he didn't do. Uh, when he won the July track last year uh, on his second start where he nearly ran away um, with William Buick. I think he's grown up and developed over the winter. Caribius for me is a more explosive type and, and I totally agree with Ross. It's a much harder ride and the fact that William went too soon on him last year when Royal Patrons caught him on the line. But I was impressed with the fact that they took him back two weeks later and he backed it up. I would love to have seen him in a trial to, to know exactly, mm. but it, it may be that he's a little bit too fiery and that's why they haven't decided to go for a trial because he stretched clear of his, his two horses today in his bit of work at nine o'clock. Um, and looking at the way Native Trail wasn't blowing when he came in, I don't think Native Trail had a particularly hard race today either. So mm. while normally I'd much rather race in a racehorse gala, I think Native Trail was effectively for him against that opposition. It was only a, a, a bit of work. And once William got him going, because he did take a while to pick up, he was off the bridle for a fair way. Um, he just, just disappeared. But 
King Max and he had a mark of 86, um, which I'm racing and probably upset a little bit. Um, Star of India was one from one. So, so that Craven, no one that had a, a horse which you could really rate and, and know exactly when they run to. None of those turned up today. So I just put a few question marks on the form and I'm still with Caribbean. So I was so impressed with the turn of foot. I imagine James Doyle will ride. I can't imagine William's going to get off native trail. He's just going to have to time it, time it right. And it may well be that um, the uncomplicated native trail sees him come out on top. But of the two, I do like Caribbean. I think he might be the, the better one longer term. I 100% agree with Ross about Luxembourg. Camelot, no, thank you. Uh, not, not, not for me. Uh, we've had one, one in the yard, and it barely went around the gallops. It had no enthusiasm for for life whatsoever. And he's a, a rare standout for Camelot in the UK in particular. And, and he, Cornwall need him to do well, but there's a few question marks there about about Camelot as a sire, and he may be too slow compared to Native Trail and Caribbean. They, they've both shown that they've got that turn of foot. Against that, it's still an exciting 2,000 guineas because they're three very, very nice horses and they've done exactly what you want them to do, ultimately. Yeah, the record, Charlie Appleby's, it's mad to think as this is the only, I think it's the only classic he hasn't won, um, the 2,000 guineas. And uh, he, he's he's had options in the path. We, as I mentioned, Pinatubu came into it with all the weight on his shoulders and just wasn't, he, he just wasn't the three-year-old that he was. He wasn't as good a three-year-old as he was as a two-year-old. So you do you think that Caribis will be there where they want him? Because as I said, reading through the lines, even after that race course gallop, they said, you know, there's still a bit of work to do. Do you still, do you think that he will be able to beat Native Trail then? Pre-season, I'm not going to change my mind now. Um, <laughs> you, you are reading between the lines. You're not you don't know exactly what the lads are saying. He, he was mentioning a trial at the start of the year and then obviously he hasn't gone for a trial. So that has to be a little mm. bit of a negative, but I can't oppose him now and then see him go flying by Native Trail at the end. Because ultimately, ultimately for me, Native Trail did what he should have done today. I, I wasn't I wasn't particularly blown away by it. He just looked uncomplicated and, and pretty easy. But um, back to Charlie Appleby, I think he's a different trainer. In the last couple of years, he's just seems to have the full faith of, of Sheikh Mohammed and his team and, and it's been showing that there's not really been a horse that I think should have won a 2,000 guineas as such that he's had in his care um, and last year obviously the two stars Hurricane A and Adiar were more middle distance types that, that weren't 1,000 mm-hmm. guineas uh, 2,000 guineas types and Master of the Seas wasn't far away anyway um, and he came back and won nicely when the other Sefton so the team are absolutely flying you, you, you couldn't want them in any better form Um yeah, it's going to be a good one, though. And, and it's great that they're happy for the two to run together because what you wouldn't want to see is one disappear off to France. Um, you'd like them both to, to take part. And, and, and they do seem to be quite happy. We've seen that about AR and, and Hurricane Lane um, last season. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they really do. They've been they've been buying horses, I think, especially for, for this in mind because, as you say, they might not have had Guinea's types in the past, but... Native Trail was bought as a breezer, ran as a very good two-year-old, but also possibly with the idea that he could turn into a more of an out-and-out miler as opposed to a, a, a 10 furlong mile and a half horse, which some of them traditionally have been that as homebreds as well. So Native Trail, I can't get away from. I just was, I thought it was magic today. Um, yes, possibly not the best of races, but he made it, he, he I think he's like lazy horse as well. And he didn't need to, do his do his his best work he was only doing enough late late on as well which I always really really like 
Um, so I'm pretty confident with him at six to four. But James will love, will stick to his guns. Oh, so I'm not going to not going to sway. He's not going to sway me. He does no, not flip flop. Flip flopping, definitely not. And that we appreciate that. And I think that's <laughs> I think that is very admirable. He's sticking to Clubis. But look, be interested to see when we get to six months time where these horses are because it could be um, a bit like Hurricane Lane who I always thought was going to get better as the season got on. And that might be what Krubis will be, but a really exciting time of the time of year um, in terms of the flat season um, and, and what we've got to look forward to and how these horses shape up. So um, that is our look at the 1,000 and 2,000 guineas. Um, before I let you guys go, um, we've got plenty of racing this weekend. Ross is delighted that there's still jump action and we're still holding on to every inch of it until at least the end of the month. Um, and we'll be uh, reviewing um, and previewing plenty of more jumps racing as it comes. But um, we, uh, we're we going to have a, take a nap and next best from both Ross and James. And I'll have my selections as well. And uh, Ross, I think you've got a couple of jumpers for us. I have. Kicking and screaming before you drag <laughs> me away from the jumping. Um, and it's quite a nice card, actually, from, from Haydock um, to, end their, to end their jump season. The nap comes in the 352 at uh, the John Joe O'Neill train, Courts de Rue. Um, he loves good ground. He's only a pound above his last winning mark. I think he's obviously had a, a few training issues, but I think they put him away for the winter because he just cannot do it on, on soft ground. I think this will have been the target, um, and I expect him to go very well. And then the next best is Undelissonier for Fergal O'Brien. She's now down uh, to a mark that she won off over hurdles. She wasn't given a hard time when she was beaten last time at Leicester. She's another one that will let the, the quicker the ground, the better for her. Um, and I could well see this as being her end of season target, um, perhaps for going on over the summer. But this is a nice little pot. Um, and I think she'll take a bit of beating as well. Okay, so Jumps fans, we always like to give you, um, endeavour to give you as much as we can from Ross. Um, he loves it. Um, that's uh, Courts Dura in the... 3.52 at Haydock and Undula Sinier in the in 5.01 at Haydock. Um, thanks for that. And to James, where are you going? Yeah, I'm staying away from the jumps. So I've got ex extra <laughs> tomorrow and, and that's nearly, nearly the end for me as regards to the UK jump racing. But Tyrion C, who, for those that have been keeping an eye on your weather, he's looked an absolute machine at Newcastle. But Connection's got a tactics completely and utterly wrong at Kempton on, on a tight 10 furlong tr uh, mm. track. He had still one. And for some stupid reason, they decided to, to get a lead and they got pinned in behind a 40 to one shot. Baudemaro, um on the other side, meant he couldn't get out and it was a bit of a horror show. Um, and I say jockey Jack Mitchell would have got a bit of the blame, but for me, that should have been the connections, realised that, that was likely to happen and, and they should let him stride on because he hadn't looked too keen early on. But he goes back to Newcastle, he goes for the Easter Classic. It doesn't look a particularly strong contest. Um, they've switched from the mile uh, Andrea is only gets on board and he could be a very, very nice horse. And uh, I do think back at uh, Newcastle in a weak race for the money, it's probably the worst renewal with the Easter Classic. He's got a very, very good chance. And it's a, a TC odds on selection as he's away. So I thought I'd honour him. And uh, Newbury, I quite like Jane Chabelheim's filly. Heat at the moment. Each way, Angle's my next best because she's one from one. And we saw Claymore come second for the yard in the Craven behind Native Trail today. He ran an absolute stormer. And we saw Saffron Beach, that Jane, when she's got a potential group filly on her hand, she does the job. So he's in the moment each way in the Fred Darling.
Brilliant. Um, well, as we said, there uh, there's plenty of racing throughout the weekend, and uh, James has touched on Newcastle. We've got all weather championship finals, so um, there's there's plenty to look forward to. It is Easter weekend. Forget about that. There's lots going on. And um, so Tyrrhenian Sea, I was there to see that. Gosh, it was a horror show. Um, and that inner track without that cutaway, you can get into all sorts of problems. Um, but back at Newcastle, I think that's a really nice selection. 4.45 and heat of the moment. Um, my best bet is going to come the four o'clock at Lingfield. Again, um, all-weather championships final day. Proclaimer has been on an absolute roll for Julie Camacho. And the owner's group comes into this race under a penalty. Oshin McSweeney gets on so well with this horse. Has done plenty of winning around Kempton, but also has got winning form um, uh, at other tracks, including Newcastle as well. Lingfield is one that he hasn't gone to yet. So we'll see how um, it pans out for him, but he's in brilliant form. Um, and I've just have a lot of, of admiration for this horse that likes to go out in front, make all, and doesn't like any horses passing him. So Proclaimer for me um, in the four o'clock. Uh, my next best is um, at Lingfield as well in the 115. This is Red Flyer in the Apprentice um all weather championship uh final um apprentice handicap the all weather vase i should call it um red flyer was a really good pickup by john best and karen jewel from the tom ward yard um won a couple of times at Kempton and lingfield and then was really not disgraced when beaten um last time out of wolverhampton um only up a couple of pounds for that re result but i still think they haven't they're on the right side of the handicapper with this horse Safi osborne's book nice uh, jockey booking and um, I think he can go well too. So plenty of options for you if you're um, looking for some bets this Easter weekend. Um, and we've got an, an offer for new customers. If you deposit £10, you get £30 in free bets for all those selections. Obviously, T's and C's always apply. Um, but thanks to Ross and to James. A very happy Easter to you all. Enjoy the Easter weekend. Enjoy all the racing because there's plenty to enjoy. And make sure to like and subscribe and we'll be back again for another SBK betting podcast next week.